is ultimately realize that there's millions of people out there that are great fits for your product and service. And, you know, maybe it's not millions, maybe it's only in hundreds of thousands. That's a lot of people that need what you can offer. So the next person you speak to might not be a good fit. And the next five people you speak to might not be good fits. And that's okay. But go in there to serve, go in to help, go in acknowledging that this is a gift. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Ben Albert. Ben, I have been following you on LinkedIn and you are on another level. So I'm totally honored to have you here to speak to me and to the audience. So please, Ben, tell us who you are and what's your mission. Well, first off, thank you. I'm grateful to be here. I'm an ordinary guy. I'm in the weeds, learning as I go, like everyone else. The couple sentence version is I run a marketing firm and I host a podcast, but I like to joke I ask questions for a living. So through marketing and through podcasting, it's all about tailoring your approach. It's all about finding your why. It's all about finding that vision and asking good questions and being non-assumptive. So I feel like I'm on a higher level than I was two years ago because I started asking better questions, but I'm still in the weeds learning as I go. Thank you for that entry. You're so humble though, because I do read your LinkedIn posts and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is just phenomenal. Thank you. To our audience of early entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs who've just been hit with this, you can't just create a product, you actually need to market. You need to market what you're working on. Then walk us through what you would say to someone who's just starting out in terms of having a mindset for marketing. Okay. So starting with the mindset, I love that you said to start there because that's what's really most important. I feel like we can give you all the tools, the tips, the tricks. I always hate the word tricks because of what's implied. Are you tricking people? It really all starts with mindset. You can have all the tools, all the tips, but if your mind's not aligned, if you don't feel like a whole person, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to struggle to show up in your business and you're going to struggle to show up for other people. So the first thing I'd say is ultimately realize that there's millions of people out there that are great fits for your product and service. And, you know, maybe it's not millions, maybe it's only in hundreds of thousands. That's a lot of people that need what you can offer. So the next person you speak to might not be a good fit. And the next five people you speak to might not be good fits. And that's okay. But go in there to serve, go in to help, Go in acknowledging that this is a gift. This is why you're starting this business, because you have a talent or a gift in this area. I'm not going to impress everyone. I'm not going to win everyone over. I'm in it for the long haul. So since I know there's an abundance of opportunity, I can go in confident, go in there to serve. And if I get knocked down, there's someone else down the corner that's going to be a perfect fit. So once you even have that mentality, it's not about these are my products and services, you need this, blah, 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 listen to me. It's about asking questions, surveying your potential clients, getting to know their needs, and actually creating your strategies around serving them rather than I already have all the answers, I'm going to come in and tell you what you need. It's actually asking them what they need 
and finding ways to tailor your products and serve them because I promise, I know I said a lot at once, but I promise you're going to go through some pivots. So be prepared to change, move the needle in a different direction, but go in to serve those people, understand there's abundance of them and create some of the services and tailor some of your customer service around them and your marketing around them. And then I promise you'll kick butt. That's amazing. I like that you said, know that there's an abundance of people who need to be served by what you have. That's a total mindset shift. And you know what? Tell us your story because you have a very interesting story. I try not to be long-winded, so I'll give you guys the short version, the bullet points. I love basketball. So I was a basketball junkie, New Jersey every single day of the week. Literally, I don't even know if I'd wash them. I, I just literally played basketball all day, every day, played street ball, was very talented. But then everyone started to hit a growth spurt. And I stayed the exact same height. And I found myself the smallest boy in school, the second smallest kid in school behind a little Asian girl, Olivia Lee. And needless to say, in basketball, being tall helps. And I got bullied a lot, beat up a lot, beat up outside the court. And quite literally, was small, but learned how to make myself smaller because I would avoid confrontation because father was abusing drugs. I kind of felt gaslighted at times. And I just learned how to make myself smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So even today doing, you know, hundreds of podcasts, I get nervous in situations like this because at the core, I sometimes still feel like that imposter syndrome. Like I'm that kid that's just small and not good enough. I still take that with me. But it was around high school that I met a group of friends that were just life-changing, and it was in the music industry. And I love beauty and excellence across the board. Sports, music, art, it doesn't matter. If it's amazing, I'll love it. And I clung to the music industry because I was a quieter kid. I was a creative kid. And I loved just the expression of the music. And I found myself the promoter and the manager and the advocate. And I was handing out flyers. And I was quite literally learning how to amplify other people's voices, quite literally because they're musicians. But I found that love and passion for advocating and kind of injecting steroids into a good thing. Now, the reason I tell this story is I didn't realize I'd be a podcast host at the time. I didn't realize that I'd be a marketer, but I did realize that building community was important to me. Growth was important to me. I was always reading and learning how to better myself, and having fun was always important to me. So around that time, I started developing these values and now as a podcaster and a marketing firm, I get to live those values. I get to have fun every single day. I get to learn something new and grow every single day. And I get to create tribes for business owners as I work with small businesses and entrepreneurs. I get to help them find their tribe of the right customers, the right partners, the right networking group, the right client across the board. I get to do that for a living. And the reason I like to tell this story is it's funny how my entire childhood was a mess. I cut out a lot of stuff. I cut out a lot of abuse. It was all, in a sense, happening for me because it led me on the path where I can be in my special space, that special sauce where I can serve from the heart and really help people because marketing podcasting is really aligned with everything I believe in. It's amazing how you were able to draw so much positivity 
from a negative situation. And it's amazing. I think a lot of people will definitely identify with that. When you said you love to amplify a good thing, and I think a lot of our audience, new entrepreneurs, I think they got pretty good things going on, but they're not sure about the message that should be amplified or how they should approach that from not having a marketing background and now with online. I've said a lot in that sentence. I'll just let you take over from there. (laughs) I'll give you guys two categories to focus on. So category one, it's easy because I just did it. So look back on your past and think about some of the storylines and some of the common narratives. So common narratives in my path were growth mindset or looking to grow and achieve, having fun. My life has been filled with fun and sense of belonging and building tribes and community. So when I create marketing messages, those are values that are really important to me. And I do want to work with clients. Again, there's an abundance of opportunity out there. So for me to build a long-standing business and do it the right way, the organic way, I want to work with clients that are, for the most part, aligned with my values. So once I understand these values that were embedded in me at a very young age, I can start placing those values into my marketing messages. So you can tell stories that teach those values. Every product or service is different, so it is complicated. But if your product and service solves any of those issues, it helps people belong. It helps amplify their voice. It helps people have fun. If it helps you make money and you value abundance, have that be a narrative in the storytelling. So the one thing we could focus on is figuring out what we value and then creating marketing messages that embed those values in it, tell stories that align with those values. And my assumption is your product helps solve some of the problems for people that have those values as well. There's a million exercises we can do. I think the easier way to do it, I kind of gave the harder way first. The easier way is to quite literally survey your target audience and answer their questions. And you can even do a Google search. You could type in, you know, how to market your brand online and see what comes up or let Google fill in the blank for you, like new business marketing, and just see what comes up on the line. If you're a roofer, it could be like roofing issue, and then just see what Google auto populates. So you can either survey the internet or survey your customers to see what problems they're having. You'll find that most of them are having the same three or five. Let's do three columns. You write the problem down in a column, you answer the solution to that problem in another column, and in the third column, what content do I use? Do I want to tell a story? And you basically create your content and messaging based around answering that exact problem. So your one side of the leg, you can come in and you can actually create content that's completely aligned with your values and your assumed values of the clients you want to work with. Or you can come in and create content that's completely 100% just answering their questions and solving their problems. Because there's so many options. There's so many options out there. A lot of people have a product or service that can be found elsewhere. But if you're the guy or gal coming in and solving problems and 
creating buzz with your values, people are going to want to work with you. And then usually they come to you ready to buy. It's not like the old school cycle where it's ad, 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 ad. People actually do a ton of research. You're going to be their research and then they're going to come to you to work with you. You just saved a whole lot of people a whole lot of time because I know from when I started that concept even of content was so foreign to me that I didn't even know what to put out there. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way. It's like, I know I should produce content, but I don't even know what to say. So thank you for breaking that down for us, Ben. I know you made a shift during the pandemic to start your marketing company. The speed at which everything has taken shape for you. And I know you have a marketing background. How have you worked on your storytelling over time? Because your storytelling is just so amazing. To a new entrepreneur who's like looking at that and thinking, well, I don't know how to do that. How do I compete in the market? Yeah, well, first off, what I'd say is Google search how to be a better storyteller. So I've always been going to YouTube University since the day that it was an option. I've always been obsessed with learning. And to be honest, I feel like I learn everything the hard way. The first 25 years of my life, I would learn something. I wouldn't implement it. I would only put my toe in the water. I wouldn't dive in. And I made it harder on myself. So in the past few years, part of why I've been able to gain so much progress is I've started to get very, very stiff on implementing everything I learn as quickly as possible. But I learned the hard way and dived in. I literally would watch six hours of YouTube videos, fall asleep halfway through, and never actually implement the seminar that I was watching. So first off, the answers are out there. So go to YouTube University. Two people that really stand out to me are Rene Rodriguez, He has the Amplify formula, Amplify Your Influence. Rene Rodriguez is a brilliant speaker. He's been doing it for 30 years at a very high scale. Been on the podcast. The episode isn't out of this exact time, but it'll be out by the time this podcast comes out. So it'll be at the top of my list if someone wants to go to Real Business Connections. Check out Rene Rodriguez. He's really the first person that taught me what I did today and I'm still learning today. And that's finding your values and instilling them through story. And he teaches how to have just fruitful answers to silly questions like what's your favorite color? Because if you instill values and story in everything you do, you have a great opportunity to connect with people at a deeper level. So Rene Rodriguez, write down that name. The other name I'd write down is Matthew Dix. He's written numerous novels and specifically the book Storyworthy. Storyworthy is just, I don't even know what to say. It's like the best storytelling book anyone can read. And he goes over all the tiny little tactical things. So Matthew Dix, and honestly, Priscilla, you're going to read these books and people are going to be like, Ben did a terrible job storytelling today because I haven't really told stories around these because there's a certain structure that neurologically you should use. And honestly, guys, I'm not using it, so I'm being hard on myself. But if you use certain structures and language patterns, the stories perceive at a much higher level. And Matthew Dix teaches a lot of that in Storyworthy. He's a 50-time Moth Grand Slam storyteller. It's like the biggest storytelling competition in New York City. And he's just incredible. So if you learn from people like Rene Rodriguez and then Matthew Dix, 
and then you almost through osmosis catch some of their skills and then you can take their techniques and practice the techniques so osmosis you kind of catch some of their skills and then through technique you can learn it long term and get way way better long term but wow i'm not even the right person to ask that question cuz i don't see myself as a great storyteller yet but if you look up matthew dix and rene rodriguez Renee's a great business storyteller. Matthew Dix can tell a story about anything and make it fascinating. So they're both great people to follow. Thank you for sharing that. And I know you say you don't think you're a great storyteller, but I think you hit on it. The idea of connecting. That's what you really excel at. You know, when I was reading it, I didn't even know what word to put to it. I was like, it's high level. It's so good. It's it's connecting. Let me say one thing, because I do receive that and I appreciate that. Sometimes I'm verbally not the best storyteller. It's something that I struggle with as kind of being introverted and sometimes I get stuck in my head and I don't tell stories as well as I'd like. And I own that. I know it's me and I'm know I'm getting better. So a lot of the listeners might not be chatterbox storytellers, but if you have an opportunity to sit down in front of a computer and take these lessons from brilliant storytellers and write them down and mimic them and do it in text, you can create beautiful marketing messages and beautiful copy and beautiful bios through type. So you don't have to be an incredible orator like Martin Luther King overnight, but you can learn to be a storyteller through type and get the job done. So just own what you're best at. I think that's really important, especially in this day and age where there's this push to say you've got to be with IG reels, you've got to be a TikTok video person, you've got to be, and a lot of people, frankly, feel really, really uncomfortable with the idea of being on video, doing a TikTok or an IG reel, and yet they say that's marketing today. So wow, thanks for sharing that. You refer to yourself as a collaborative content marketer. I've never heard that term before. What does that mean? I don't actually know if that term exists or if I made it up. It just came to me one day. Simply put, so content marketing is creating content that's not salesy and it's not an ad and it's not pitchy and it's not like a pay-per-click campaign. It's creating content to add value. And in content marketing, you know, that could be blogs, that could be social media posts, That could be podcasts like you and I are doing now. That's content marketing. And when you throw in the collaborative, it's literally just collaborating to create that content. So in my opinion, anyone who has a podcast is a collaborative content marketer. Because one thing that I and many people are uncomfortable with is they don't want to spend all their time talking about themselves and their business. But if I can collaborate with others... I can actually uplift myself through the connections and the content I create through other people's brilliance. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. So when I have a podcast, I get to interview brilliant people. I'm giving them the platform. I'm doing the production. I'm asking the questions, but they're allowing me to create the content. So we're collaborating on that content. Or another thing I love to do is my team does infographics. So instead of doing original research and spending years on scientific study, we go to people that already have. Great example, Richard Vanderbloom. He is a LinkedIn wizard, massive following. Every year he puts out an annual report on the LinkedIn algorithm. 
So I connected with him to collaborate on creating over, we did over 30 graphics based around his report on the LinkedIn algorithm. So he already put in all the time and effort to create this report. All I did is get his permission with, you know, sourcing him and tagging him to create graphics around his report. So I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I didn't have to come up with all the data myself. I connected with Richard to create content. And guess what happens? Well, he didn't tag me. He has a huge following. But I tag him in my posts and bring value to his audience. And then he has a massive audience of like hundreds of thousands of massive. I don't even know. They all come and connect with me and on my post, so Richard did huge things for me because he didn't need the clout, but by collaborating with him and adding value to his audience, a lot of his audience kind of trickled down and started to connect and speak with me. So this is another lesson that I think is important to anybody. You don't have to and often shouldn't do it alone. I don't like to do any of my events or projects or content alone. I like to collaborate. And when you collaborate between the one, three, five, ten thousand people in the room, the amount of things you can accomplish and the amount of messages, everyone has a different voice. You can achieve anything if you're collaborating in the creation of your marketing. This is such a fresh take, Ben, I have to tell you. And it really comes through how well you masterfully have known yourself and the values you amplified what he was doing. This is really a mind-opening conversation to me as well and how well you understand yourself, your values. And it's like a certain alignment. Is that an intention that you make sure that there's a certain alignment in the things you do? It's very intentional to the point, and it kind of sounds icky, but it's a formula. I understand that if I give, 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 and if I collaborate and if I connect and I over deliver because it's humans buy from humans, I understand if I over deliver in these categories, it actually does put money in my pocket, but I don't do it for the money in my pocket. I do it because it fills my heart, but guess what happens? It does put money in your pocket as well. So it works formulaically. It's very intentional, but it's big heart intention. You know what I mean? I was scrolling through your LinkedIn and I saw a review that somebody wrote for you. And they said, Ben lives gratitude and contact marketing. I don't even know what those terms mean. Gratitude and content marketing. But they sound really good. I said, I've got to ask Ben what it means. (laughs) That's fun. So... You know what gratitude means, right? Or yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. So this is one of my brands. I've never actually pitched it. There's an online store, but I've never actually told anyone about it, really. <laughs> it's gratitude sells because of what I just said. I believe that if you give, 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 and if you're grateful, and if you show up every day realizing that it's a gift, you'll actually sell more and do better in business. So gratitude, and this is beyond business, gratitude I keep a journal every morning. It's in everything I do because I understand the probability of me even being born in the first place is so nominal. I think much higher probability I get struck by lightning multiple times than being born. So I get an opportunity at this life. And when you have that attitude and that mindset of gratitude, you treat every moment and every client different. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. 
But taking that time to breathe in and be like, wow, like today went great. I deserve this. And I'm happy that I get to live this day. And then a day goes poorly and you go, wow, there are so many lessons and there's blessings in this day because I got to learn so much. So having that attitude of gratitude will just have you be a more gritty entrepreneur, a more grateful entrepreneur. Contact marketing, this could be a long tangent, but guys, just write down Stu Hynek. You're not going to be able to spell his name right, but how to get a meeting with anyone. Stu Hynek, how to get a meeting with anyone. And I shouldn't have said that if you do spell his name right, comment that you did because I'm impressed. So Stu Hynek, how to get a meeting with anyone. He's the founder of Contact Marketing and his whole strategy is through gift giving and unique differentiating strategies to get meetings with people that are potentially hard to reach or out of your league. So he wrote a book on how to get a meeting with anyone and he has different strategies. For me, I create cartoons. So we create cartoon digital headshots of people. So I don't say, hey, Priscilla, have a meeting with me. I create a cartoon then you can call the executive assistant and be like, you know, Elizabeth, I'm creating a gift for Priscilla. She doesn't know me yet, but this reason, this reason, this reason, I think that she deserves it. Can I ensure that it at least gets to her? And then you create this cartoon. You can put it on a billboard. You can frame it. It's just one example. You mail it to them and then you track it. And when it arrives, you call, I think I said Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Priscilla's gift came in. You know, you can even open it and see it if you want, but make sure it gets to her. So you're creating like a whole strategy to reach people. And Stu calls it contact marketing. He wrote an entire book on it. So I don't want to try to reinvent the wheel here, but it's all about using differentiating strategies to provide value well before you even ask for a meeting. So then when you ask for the meeting, People want to take that meeting because you've already brought value into their life. That totally makes sense. And that's amazing. I feel like we've gotten so much value out of this conversation. I feel like we've been draining you the whole 30 minutes. Thank you so much, Ben, for just being so open and willing to share. Now, I always end with this last question. What has faith meant to you on your journey? I love this question. I feel as if faith is in everything I do. Like you can't detach humanity from faith because examples we went over today. So the contact marketing, sending a free gift, the collaborating and providing free value, the human to human marketing, treat humans with respect and love. And we actually didn't get into this. When I started my business, I was in a really dark place and the faith that I could get out of that dark place. Without faith and trust that I'm doing the right thing and without alignment that I'm here to serve and I'm blessed with this opportunity and I have faith that doing the next best thing in front of my nose is going to lead to a better place. Without that, to me, I'm just kind of depressed. It's like, what's this all for? Without faith and trust that what I'm doing is helping humanity and in turn helping me and my family, if I help humanity, I know it'll fill my cup as well. Gratitude and faith that what I'm doing will lead to the better place is the most important thing in life. So 
Ooh, that's a great question, and I'm going to have to lose some sleep over it, and we'll nerd out about that question a little bit later as well. We got a sense of who you are, Ben, and it's been an amazing conversation. And you shared so much with the audience that's really going to shift the way we think. So thank you for sharing your perspective. Now, Ben, I know we can find you on LinkedIn. Where can people learn a little bit more about you? So the easiest place, I mean, it's so simple for everyone. Balbertmarketing.com. So B as in Ben, Albert as in Albert Einstein, marketing.com. So B Albertmarketing.com slash all links. Balbertmarketing.com slash all links. Everything's there. So I spend most of my time on LinkedIn, but you'll find the podcast, Real Business Connections. You'll find the brand, Gratitude Sells. You'll find all my marketing services, my LinkedIn, my Instagram, my TikTok, which I don't use, but I'm there now. It's all on balbornmarketing.com slash all links. So just hang out any place that you're comfortable and I'll, I'll be there for you. Uh, thank you for that, Ben. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do me two massive favors. One, please share it with someone that you know would benefit from this information. And secondly, please leave us a review in your podcast listening app. This will help us grow the show and get bigger and bigger guests that will benefit you even more. Thank you for spending time with us listening to the Reinventing Perspectives podcast. Thank you and see you again next week.